everyone. This is Emily Grace, and welcome to the Stages podcast of Bernstein Private Wealth Management. Life throws lots of stuff at you at every stage. We're here to talk about it. As a financial advisor since 2001, I have seen clients through many market cycles and many life events. I love investing for clients and helping them plan for the unforeseen, but another great part of my job is getting to introduce people to experts who can work with them to enhance their lives. If today's podcast opens any questions for you around investing or planning, you can email me at emily.grace at bernstein.com or call me at 212-756-1951. When I receive a call that someone needs help with investments and financial planning for their parents, I know that I can help. When someone has been home for the holidays and realizes that they need to better understand how they can help care for those aging parents, that's when I recommend involving a lawyer who specializes in elder care planning. That's why I was so excited to have Myra Weiss of the Weiss Law Group on the stage with me. From her early career working as a lawyer in the insurance industries to now running her own practice and chairing the health committee of the SDNY chapter of the Federal Bar Association, Myra has devoted herself to helping clients discover and understand their options under the law and create a legal plan designed to meet their needs. While Myra works with clients on many different issues, she sat down with me to talk about the work that she does empowering clients with techniques to break through the barriers that keep them from advanced planning. She will share her insights into how to navigate the often complex world of helping our parents through the legal side of aging. Welcome, Myra. Thank you, Emily. Thank you for joining me today. So, so let's get right to it. So what exactly is elder care planning and, and who should be doing it? Elder care planning is just another part of life cycle events. It's a response to a rite of passage. Um, as we age, we do ourselves and uh, loved ones and our business associates, for that matter, a favor by taking control of the decisions that need to be made for our own benefit by us around health care, around how our money is spent, and how we want to live our lives. So it's really something that everybody should be doing. Everybody. And I would expand this to say it's not just the elderly. What we're really talking about is longevity. Okay. So the same thing applies to someone who has a chronic illness. If you are facing a chronic illness and you know that there may be a time when you have to rely on someone else to help you either make decisions or carry out the decisions that you want made about finances or health care, then you need to plan for that now. And the plan is basically the same person as it is for someone especially it's so interesting I remember you're saying at one point that you know involving the doctor in the discussion around what should be included can be can be key whether you're older and the doctor sees what's going on with you or younger going through a Absolutely. health health scare if anybody can complete a form of care proxy and a living bill and we work with two different pieces of paper in some states Medicaid, New Jersey, it's only one. It's all rolled up. You can get it off the internet or off a government website. You don't need a lawyer to do it. 
I highly recommend that when the time comes when you have a diagnosis of any sort, cancer, MS, early dementia, anything that has specific treatments, that you talk to your doctor about what could happen to me and then address what could happen to you in you know, the proximity. That it's really not one size fits all. One size definitely does not fit all, and it will change the event. So how often should you reevaluate your plan? You need, well, your healthcare policy and living will reevaluate it any time there is a change in your personal circumstances. Someone you named has passed away or you think is not capable of, take, of carrying out your wishes. Your health changes. You move to another state. You want that mm -hmm. form to be recognized everywhere you go. In the state in which you're living. Yes. What does happen? What if you're traveling? Does your healthcare proxy travel with you? Well, you think it would. But remember this. The last time you went into a hospital, maybe you were lucky yes. in family and didn't <laughs> go into a hospital for minor surgery, and they gave you a piece of paper to sign with a healthcare proxy and a little well. Yes. That stays in their records. It never comes home with you. You go to another hospital, they give you notice. My recommendation, we do for our clients, we do the healthcare proxy and living will, we keep it in our files electronically. Yes. Anytime it's needed, we can send it anywhere in the world. Also, if you travel a lot, there is an international registry where you can register, they give you a van, you wear your van. That's pretty amazing. Yes, we really are such a global community now and need to need to be addressing these things. I love that I love that somebody is, that people are sitting down and thinking about them. So if everybody should have them, but I am sure that there is a great percentage of the population that does not, how and when would you do you recommend that people start having this conversation with, with their parents? I recommend that you start the conversation not just with parents, but as a family discussion. And why? Why yes. do it, why do it that way if you're only concerned about the parents? Well, you know, it's very uncomfortable for a child to suddenly be in the role of a caregiver or to act like they are in the role of a caregiver or to express concern about a parent. So why start off on a goal? Healthcare proxies and living wills are important for everyone over the age of 18. Yes. Includes the kids going off to college. We, we just did one for my niece. <laughs> you did the right thing. <laughs> so start it as a family. So when you say family, you mean yourself, your spouse, your children, and then later involve your parents? Or? Involve your parents at the same time. Okay. If it's not, if there isn't a large family and you don't have an opportunity to include other people in the family, keep it light. This is about empowerment. It's about making sure you are all taking care of each other. 
It's not about planning for disaster. So it's really thinking ahead. Exactly. It's really thinking ahead. Yes. And I imagine it's a little easier to speak with your parents about it if you said, here's what we're doing. Here's what, here's what Charlie and I are doing. Here's what we've talked about. Have you, know, have you and Dad talked about this? Or what are you doing? That's a great conversation. That's a great conversation. Right, so I was going to ask you, what are some of the things that do make it more successful as a conversation versus what's, what's apt to totally derail it and just result in complete shutdown or anger or... Well, here's, here are two things. One, as I mentioned before, try and make it a broader family discussion. Yes. Using yourself as an example, um, what did I, what did Mary and I do to get this? Yes. Um, keep it light. Like right, the what if conversation. The what if conversation. Third, take advantage of these happy occasions to give someone a present of a healthcare box or a living <laughs> That's a great idea. You wouldn't believe how many people say, you know what? That's a great thing they put in my kids' stocking at Christmas. Yes. But your because kid's 18 you and you... It shows you love them. And it opens the conversation. And lastly... There are advi- trusted advisors with family and you can go to. I sometimes script conversations for my clients who find it very difficult or in difficult circumstances to open up to broach the, the discussion. I help them with how how are we going to do this? And do you recommend addressing it differently if you're Let's say you're talking to people who are healthy versus people who are maybe sort of getting older and showing signs of not being great. I would think that that might change because one might feel more burdens or more leaden than the other. You don't want anyone to feel vulnerable. Yes. Everyone wants to maintain the dignity. Yes. It's hard for someone to to recognize and then admit that their cognitive abilities may not be what they used to be. Yes. So do what you can to be supportive and to let them know that you care and love them. This is not about them. It's about you. It's you need to know so that you can help them. If you want to find what it happens. If it's ever needed. Because it just seems to be a time that's fraught with such question marks and such, right? They're your parents, and they've always been the ones to take care of you. And suddenly you're saying, I may need to take care of you at some point in time. But that's a tricky, tricky line. So I love the idea of you're helping somebody script that out and really think through what that conversation could look like. Just always remember to protect their dignity. And if the conversation doesn't go well, drop it, get up another time. Try it again. Try it again. Or different. 
Because really, what they're doing is giving you a gift. Yes. They're letting you know, the person who completes a healthcare policy is letting you know how you can defend. And there's nothing worse than facing a situation, and I've done this myself, when you have to make a decision for someone else in your family, and you don't have instructions. And you don't know what they want. It is painful. It is hard. It creates tremendous, has the potential to create tremendous animosity amongst it. And, lastly, if the individual themselves, the older person, doesn't decide what they want at a point of proxy, the law doesn't. And it may not be the law. It's about to say, which may very well not be what they were thinking or planning. So let's say that the conversation does go well. And they say, okay, I understand I need to do something. What are the key things that people should be doing? As you as you're getting older and planning and thinking through. I would I I highly recommend that we pretend for longevity. Okay. Don't just plan for age. Think of this as planning for the time in your life when you may want someone else to act on you, carrying out leadership. Everyone's living longer. The economy is such that the way we're taxed, it is not favorable to accumulations of wealth for seniors. Yes. We are spending more and more all the time for healthcare. We can't get long-term care insurance very easily anymore, or insurance that's, that's particularly good. There are some out there, but not a lot. So you need to plan for your money to go longer and farther. And it's more inevitable that you at some time will change residences, move. You may be unable to make decisions for yourself. Your family may move. You want to build a safety net around yourself giving, by giving instructions to the people you love so that you're planning for the long term, not just for an immediate crisis. For them. Right, not just thinking out the next year or two, but what could it look like at 95 or 105? Wow. And that's hard to think ahead. I mean, if you even think back 10 years ago to try to envision even what 10 years will look like, let alone 30 years, is... It's, it's absolutely true. But the great thing is that nothing is forever. You can always change your mind. So you don't have to lock in today for, you know, at, well, not at, you know, X years of age, what things will look like 30 years from now. You can change these documents whenever you feel it's appropriate to do so. Which comes back to, I suppose you were saying, if you move or have a different life event or somebody passes away or there's an illness, those might be key points. But even if you just change your mind... Yeah. For some other reason, you exactly. can change that. These are tools. I love it. It's so in line with what we talk about here and what I work with people on. This idea that, yes, we might set a financial plan for you that takes you to you know, 
80, 90, 100, whatever it is. But this is in, by no means a set it and forget it circumstance where you know, we check in and see how it worked out at the last day. It's you know, you're updating it and you're changing and the life changes and the markets change and you have to be you have to be flexible with all of that. That's why I like working. Yes. <laughs> we see much the same, 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 same vision. It's fantastic. So, so finally, in one sentence, what would you, how would you describe how people should feel about this process? Embrace it. Be forward-looking. Accept the challenge because the decisions are in your hands. And you do everyone a favor by letting them know if you're the older person what it is you want. And if you're the child and you're helping another person, you're helping yourself by getting direction from your parents. But you are also building that safety net for the future. So when they need you, you're going to be there. But you'll be there the way they want it. Right. helping them with what they want to have happen. And I suppose that we should all remember that one day we may be the parents who our own children <laughs> are trying to help and really thinking through how we're going to react to that and making sure that we're putting everything in place. And it's all about embracing each other with a safety I love that. Embracing each other with a safety net. Well, that's that's terrific. So, Myra Weiss, thank you so much for joining me today. Your sensitivity to complex personal and family issues is, is very clear. I can see why families turn to you to help them think through these challenging times. You've helped us cover a lot of information today, and information helps us plan. At the end of the day, planning for all the stages in life is crucial. As a financial advisor at Bernstein, I've helped people through many acts. For more information, you can reach me at emily.grace at bernstein.com or at 212-756-1951. And you can reach Myra at mweiss at weisslawgroup.com or at 646-395-3851. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. Have a great day. The information contained herein reflects the views of Alliance Bernstein LP or its affiliates and sources it believes are reliable as of the date of this publication. Alliance Bernstein LP makes no representations or warranties concerning the accuracy of any data. There is no guarantee that any projection, forecast, or opinion in this material will be realized. Past performance does not guarantee future results. The views expressed herein may change at any time after the date of this publication. This document is for the informational purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Alliance Bernstein LP does not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. It does not take an investor's personal investment objectives or financial situation into account. Investors should discuss their individual circumstances with appropriate professionals before making any decisions. This information should not be construed as sales or marketing material or an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any financial instrument, product, or service sponsored by Alliance Bernstein or its affiliates.